JLB Mornings. The podcast. Welcome to the podcast. As this goes up, we multitask. We are, we're, that's just what happens. As soon as the show is done, we jump into reading commercials or we're writing scripts for some TV work. Laura has kind of extra. She does get us gossip on CTV Kitchener. I and do. We do these things called episodics. Um, CTV London, soon to be in, in Waterloo Region, basically gives TV viewers an idea of what's coming out. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, whoa. Whoa. What just happened there? What just happened there? Oh. Did I mess up something? Yeah, we're, we're yeah, just we're a little echo. Just a little echo. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll turn you back off. I had turned your channel on here so I could hear you through both ears, but never mind. Oh, so you can only back hear to my us? right ear. You go. That's okay, it. There One you are. Ear? <laughs> How is One it? ear. Oh, okay. Um, what the hell? Now I hear you reading spots. What's going on over there? <laughs> so this is really multitasking. Laura's Holy doing so much all at once. <laughs> That's crazy. How are you hearing that? I just heard you say Saturday at 11 a.m. What's Wait, going on Saturday? Okay, can you that hear me like again? Fun. Can you hear that? Join yeah. in. Yes. Heck yeah. Yes, we can. I want to join in now. You got me. That hooked. is so weird because I don't have that button turned on. Um, what? Okay, something's, anyway, moving something's on. broken? The wires are um, crossed somewhere? <laughs> what? Well, I can tell you the mic button that is in the studio that I'm currently in. It doesn't even blink. Like normally when you have a microphone button in a radio station, it the channel that it's on, like a little button to turn it on, will go bright red. Yeah. That light has been dead for two years. <laughs> you never know when it's on or not. Yeah, you Fun. have to look on the uh, that mic stand, that one right in front of your head, to see if it's, it's Oh, it's yeah, that's glowing. true. But then I can't look at you guys. Uh, it's probably preferable. <laughs> Jeez, Benny. What? Like hard on us. I thought I, I, thought I looked <laughs> all right today. I'm wearing my favorite hoodie. Don't be. Yeah. Oh, you're wearing your favorite hoodie? Yeah, it's the is Banana a, Republic hoodie. It's the Jeffy hoodie? Happy hoodie? It is. It's uh, it's stretchy. It's comfy, but it's it's a uh, large, tall. So it fits me shoulder width, and it has the extra two and a half inches in length as I have a long torso. Jeff is the athleisure king of southwestern Ontario. Oh, I'm yeah. convinced. Yeah, absolutely. You think so? For sure. Yeah, which is crazy because normally, and I'll be real, and this is not a dig, so please don't get all butthurt what I'm about to say. I know what you're going to say. Who are athleisurely are, you know, I know you you coach your billion Angelina Jolie kids with hockey all the time, mm-hmm. but normally the the super athleisure people are people who have like sponsored Instagram deals, you know? Like you're normally like butt shots on Instagram trying to sell rider wear or something like that. Try but to, here you are just wearing it because you love it. Well, it's it's the the schedule. When I used to do afternoons, at times I'd wear a shirt and a blazer. I'd wear a oh, sport coat. Are we fancy. Oh, um, yeah. Why? Uh, it was just the thing to do at that time. But but now I I kind of live in button up shirts. But I like and full disclosure. Think of any workplace anywhere. It could be a doctor's office. Could be uh, the staff uh, room at the automotive facility. It's cold here. It's always cold here. It's yep. easy to yep. just mm. pull the tarp off, put it back on when required. That's the oh, only yeah. you reason. Watch me do that with my parka every yep. single morning. So yeah, that's the only reason I actually do kind of have a good selection of hoodies is just based on the environment that we work. Yeah, yeah. Which true. is not a dig. Please, please, please. It is simply a reality. It's fine. I, I have not worked, I remember even at Domino's Pizza, around the ovens, there were spots that could get cold when I was a kid in, in, in high school, 17, 18, when you have so much testosterone pumping through your body, you should never be cold. But I was. <laughs> but I absolutely was. So we talked World Cup earlier. I am, this is the first time I'm actually going to be kind of engaged in it. There's. Ooh, a, really? Oh, yeah, because I have, I have a couple of friends. Because of Canada? Uh, well, obviously that too. 
but a bunch of friends that this is like this is their time their countries are in there actually let me i can identify as we talked rankings so uh one from england so they're ranked number five um netherlands at number eight so that's half that's my mom's side and then uh, germany 11 and i've got a german friend and a mexican buddy and so that they're all within the top 15 and we know uh the beautiful brazilian boyfriend number one Top oh, ranked. yes. And I love World Cup. I love watching it. And at first, and now I will tell you this, I didn't understand it at first. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, you know, and I'm not really a sports person in general. I will. I am the person I'll watch, you know, when the Raptors do really well in the playoffs. Hockey, I really couldn't give two shits about. <laughs> oh. But baseball every now and then I'll watch. But that's basically the scope for me. And, you know, that's it. But I will say World Cup I get excited for. And the reason for that is because every like it's worldwide, yep. one. Two, soccer is a sport that anybody can play. You just need a ball. I mean, play well is a different thing, but you know, it's accessible <laughs> to everybody. And it's just a dramatic sport. That's why I get into this one, because it is like a reality TV show to me. And you're so right with the whole soccer thing. I would like to suggest the reason why you start playing a sport at a single digit age of three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever it is, you simply enjoy that sport and the joy that fills you when you play it. Soccer, baseball, whatever, the figure skating, ring at, doesn't matter. Then maybe as you age, you have, uh, you know, the visions of becoming a professional athlete or you fall in love with a professional athlete. And I mean, as kids, I think a, a good chunk of people would do that. So I can understand it. But soccer, you're absolutely right. It, and I have... We've all seen, if you go online to see kids globally, it's not even a ball. It's, it's like it's bundled up grocery bags. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Whatever is round that they can kick, it gets played. So there's this amazing story that happened. It might have started at the end of last year or maybe earlier this year. There is a kid who went viral online for his insane trick shots that he would do in his hometown. He lived in a favela, super, you know, no grass where they're playing. They're all playing in bare feet. And he, his family lived in a really rundown house. But the way that he would score these goals and then celebrate him, he has, like I'm telling you, tens of millions of followers. He has more followers than most Canadian celebrities. I can guarantee you that. And this is a kid out of high school. So after he went viral, he started getting all of these deals. And it's crazy how what an opportunity this sport can give you because his family had never ordered pizza before. And he what? bought his family pizza. It was like an amazing wow. experience for them. And they all got, you know, because Brazilians love their Coca-Cola. Everybody had Coca-Cola at the table. That was a normal thing for them. But still, it, like a super amazing experience. And that's what I love about it, too. It's, it is brilliant. It is, like you said, the most accessible. And the stories from so many of the players are always incredible. It's like uh, America's Got Talent, except the world has much more talent. And you don't, <laughs> like, there's one thing to be famous in, in North America, you'd think, like Tom Brady, so there's football, mm -hmm. hockey, it can be argued, you'd still think Wayne Gretzky is the greatest that has ever played, mm -hmm. but you could say Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid, but soccer, those stars are on a level you almost oh, can't yeah. measure. Like, yeah. I think Ronaldo, doesn't he have the most amount of Instagram followers yes, of anyone? Has. Yep. And it's into the few hundred million, I gotta look this up now, Ronaldo... Oh, I'm. Yeah, he always tops the list. Are you oh. talking about Messi? I uh, know Cristiano Ronaldo has 480 million followers on Instagram. Messi only 360 million. And then, <laughs> uh, but Messi's still the top sports earner in the world, and you know it's crazy these opportunities that people get. But I do love hearing the story of people who you know 
who who just love the sport. They ended up playing it and they started from nothing. And then look at this. Like, I'm like, you deserve all the money, all the money. Oh yes. Okay. And same thing with any, I will say that for any sport though. I like hearing the stories of people, whether, whether it is hockey or basketball or like Tom Brady, he kind of sucked at football when he first started. Didn't he? Uh, didn't he get oh, not he was, drafted? He, he was a late draft, super late. It was draft. the old, yeah. ah, maybe this kid will turn yeah. out. Um, and yeah, I love stories like that. You're right. Messi makes $130 million annually. Um, then LeBron, then Cristiano Ronaldo at 115. Uh, Neymar, what up, Brazil? $95 million US a year. Uh, Tommy Braids, he's in there. He's, he's, oh, no wonder he didn't want to retire. He's making $83 million a year. Like his endorsements were 52 million bucks just to play the game 30. I need to make $83 million once and I will retire for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so true. It's it's elephant dollars. But part of this contributes to the fact that so many of these sports are unattainable. We were just, Laura was talking get us gossip about Taylor Swift and going to her show and Ticketmaster is $32,000 tickets. We can get mad at Ticketmaster, but guess what? Our favorite artists have to also approve those ticket prices. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. And we don't often throw any mud towards them going, what are you doing? Don't. This was a concern amongst the backstage household when Bruce Springsteen tickets went up and they were outrageously priced. And I actually had a conversation. So we talk about um, Ticketmaster Live Nation having a complete monopoly over it. I met uh, a couple and the boyfriend in the group, they were, uh, he works for a new startup that is a ticket supplier and a okay. ticket dealer kind of thing. All very small shows at this point. But he says, like, the goal is to become eventually some competition for Ticketmaster and Live Nation and that sort of thing. And he said, I mean, we, we got really into it because that fascinates me. And this was just on the heels of the Springsteen thing. And he was like, oh, yeah, it's 100% the the talent and their managers that make these prices. And in perspective, in kind of a little bit of a deep thought conversation in that. So think of it. Um, you've got Ticketmaster, Live Nation, kind of one entity. They control that whole, like their market share is almost 100%. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Google. It's got to be above 85% for search engines uh, on the internet. But then look at cars. Look at how many car companies there are in, yeah. in the world of automotive. Yeah. There's probably 10 to 15. Globally, you'd probably say that's 30 or 40 car manufacturers that they're making billions of dollars each. So there's enough to go around. Just makes you wonder, why oh why do governments let lack of competition come into play? And then they talk about being here for citizens where they're not... I can't afford to go to an NHL hockey game. Nope. Can't sure afford can. to go. We were just looking at Disney prices. Can't so, do that. So here's the little yeah. nugget on Disney. And listen, this isn't shade. We know you're in business. You're there to make profit. It's not about being friends with people. There should be a limit to profit, though. And I know that sounds very like crazy to me, but I think the issue that we have right now is that they're all the shareholders will always be like okay well yeah. how are you going to make us more next uh-huh. quarter or whatever there should be a cap there should be a point where it's like okay we're making like a couple hundred million a year that's pretty good for us let's let's cap that for now and you know maybe in the future inflation will catch up or whatever and then we'll relocate it but let's we're good right now yeah we that sound we sound happen. like a bunch of hippies with this yep. we were Dirty talking commies. about yeah yeah <laughs> with disney because disney is their their most expensive ticket for magic kingdom is going to jump 30 bucks now to $189 US. So just for funsies, I decided, hey, let's send backstage Ben, his wife, and two kids to Disney for basically 
a 24-hour pass so you can park hop, you can go to one and then go over to like the, the studio side to see the movie element. That would cost Benny $2,100 Canadian. That's not food. It, that's not travel. That's not accommodations. That is it's just to is get that in. per person? No, no. That's, that's for a, the family. Yeah. But $2,100 Canadian the door, for yeah. 24 get, hours. But not your hotel. No. No. Not travel. Just to get in Not the door. food. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's... Ugh. I don't understand how there are people, like, we still talk about all the lineups and everything. I don't know how people are going to that. Credit card. Well, it's credit card. What is it? There's not that many people that are that wealthy. I know people that are wealthy that hammered so much money, they have nothing left. Oh, yeah, of course. So here's the thing. My friend asked me to go to a show in March, and the tickets for a show that I don't you know, I think he's well known in Europe, kind of known here. His name's Parav Stellar. He does like electro oh, swing. He's I got- love Parav Stellar. Sorry. Yeah, you should come. We're gonna. I'm, we're maybe going to go see him in March. But again, I I think he's amazing. But a ticket for that is ninety five dollars. That is crazy. That That's is crazy. too much. A show like that, I'm expecting to pay fifty. 50. It's nuts. Well, I mean, we were talking about the big announcement, uh, Boney M coming to London. Okay, Boney M. Love them. Such a fun vibe. Love them. They are a bit of a niche band. Rah, rah, Rasputin. Rasputin. They've got an amazing, weirdly, they have an amazing Christmas album. Yes, they do. Um, The thing is with this, I'm trying to look up the tickets, but I looked it up and it was at least $80 per ticket. And the issue is, it's one person from the original Boney M. And then a brand new backup band. For, Ooh. oh, I've got it. It's coming up. And the price is $94. $94 yeah. to see Boney M, which, while great, is not a $94 band, especially when there's one original member in this band. Yeah, it seems to be like the standard for any show you go to now, you're going to be paying 100 bucks, which is too much. It's it's far too much. Mm-hmm. I remember going to a festival last summer, and it's a smaller known festival, and I was a little salty at having to pay 150 for two days of music, and I think next year that festival is probably going to be close to 200 And I remember going to see Van Halen uh, way back, and I remember I paid like the most expensive ticket I ever bought for one show. It's two hundred fifty bucks. I feel like that's going to be the norm in a couple of years if they don't Crazy. fix this. My back in my day, it was like forty to sixty bucks for anything. But and you could make all the jokes about man, you sound old. Sure, we do. But Laura's not old. You're not that. I'm I'm the old one no. here. But the the Just issue <laughs> the issue is even in the old days. And my father in law who who was at our house last night, he said. Just in, in viewing it, and now in his 65 years, and he's a young 65, he said the last 10 years, just the cost of living across the board and entertainment, he has not seen this spike ever with all the times. He was around when interest rates were almost 20%. He's seen that. Yeah. But he yeah. said, there has never been a time where life has been more unaffordable than the last decade. Yeah, I just think people at the very top have gotten super, super greedy pants, and you need to you need to calm down a little bit because I think people are going to get to a point and where they're like, okay, well, I can't afford it, I'm not going to buy your stuff. And guess what? People with all the money, when people stop buying your stuff, then you're in trouble because I know for the people with money, they just want to keep buying more stuff. Yeah. So, 
Mm. Can't fund that if you have a stagnant number, I guess. I don't know. I'm with you. 2023, my wife and I had the conversation. It is going to be a very bland and boring year for us. There'll be little to no travel. There'll be... It'll be lovely. It'll be very nice, but just not expensive. Yeah, it's a different vibe. And I think, you know, I wonder though, it's it's really interesting. So I went on a social media detox for my two weeks that I was off, uh, you know, just like vacation time, whatever. And it was so interesting that like I didn't really it didn't change my life in any way other than not constantly seeing ads in my face and it's crazy how much you want to constantly buy something when you're on the internet of any kind now yeah it is so filled with ads Mm -hmm. and instantly I was like oh well I should buy this thing and this thing and this would be really good for the house and this would be good for the kitchen blah 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 you it's so buy heavy that I wonder with everything being so expensive I wonder that if we all get sick of buying stuff, I wonder if we, we can kind of get past that. We'll stop following falling for the TikTok review when the person slaps their face in shock and everybody instantly buys it and it sells out. I wonder if we'll finally get over that thing and we're like, hey, maybe we all should just stop buying so much crap. That'd be a start. Mm. Yeah. A start. But it, we, are, we are all mad consumers. Yeah, I mean, hell, I do a feature... On Thursdays called Deals, 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 which essentially <laughs> yeah. encourages encourages you to go shop. Well, be it saving you money, it's still in a roundabout way, hey, go buy this because it's now cheaper than it was a few days ago. So I got to blow my nose. Do it up. Giver. Full send. our whole music. That's it. I can't. This whole. I don't know how people I've had the Peter Griffin song in my head all day. Sorry. The whole like upper respiratory thing. So we are we feeling so again recording Thursday. QP said that Steerike it's back on Monday, uh, and and if it gets a deal done on the weekend, then this is all a moot point. But there is a theory out there about how this strike and its timing mm-hmm. drives into the holiday season and then makes. Now this is a this is a TikTok theory. Okay, okay, that I think holds a little bit of water. Basically blaming Ford for not making any headway on negotiations in order to get QP to strike again. QP strikes for 30 days. That takes us to the uh, Christmas break. That way, so Ford isn't forced to, because of the COVID spikes and flu and everything that's going on, Ford isn't, uh, the pressure's off to close businesses, close the schools to get everybody home. Um, this way, it's QP that's taking it on the chin <laughs> for <laughs> for kids being home until that time. Now, I, none of that is confirmed. It was just somebody, you know, kind of saying, hmm, I wonder if this is what it could be. But I, I mean, I could see that for sure. Yeah. It's, well, and there's a couple of PD, like my, the kiddos have a, tomorrow they've got a PD day. So mm-hmm. there's, there's that that is off. It's... I don't know. It it just sucks that there is no other roundabout way to get this done. That it, the impact is kids. So for the last three years, the volume of interruptions in, with their, their schooling and education, I kind of made the little snide comment on the air yesterday of, so they're the future. And if we are all ignorant to the fact that three years of interrupted learning won't impact them, I think we're all foolish. Oh, it, it's either inter- it's it's... It's a problem for kids now, or it's going to be a problem down the road. 100%. There is no, I had this conversation again with somebody just recently, and one of them was, uh, was a teacher, and they were saying, 
Like there's uh, there's no good age for this to be happening because it's either you're in your high school years where formative brain is still developing, yep. but it's not quite as mushy as it is when you're in grade two, three, that kind of thing. But you're missing out on all of the social aspects of going to school. You are being well, like de-socialized. But then kids my age or, or kids my kids' age where we're thinking, well, you know, it's a, it's a lot of activities and it's a lot of, you know, fill in the blanks and math and that sort of thing that's just, that can be done over a screen. They are missing the socialization of this at a young age that, sure, they can bounce back, but this will affect their brains and the way it's developing down the road. A hundred percent it will. Yeah. And I also think, like, think about as us who didn't go to school during a pandemic, Think about how much it affected your grades in one uh, subject just when you had a teacher you didn't like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that would be for Valid. one period. Like yeah. for me, there are a couple, there are a couple, like I used to love math. I had one teacher that was super sexist to me. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done with math. And that was just for one subject. Could you imagine, you know, if you're not vibing the online learning thing, which I think, <laughs> well, I don't know who is, it's going to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to fully absorb this because I'm not, I'm not into it. Well, and <laughs> there is the meme going around like, you know, in a few years, the doctors that are making their rounds as new interns and residents and everything, they're all the ones that are cheating on their uh, their tests right now because it's all online. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a level of, well, you have a little more access uh, to the information here, but it might not retain quite as well. It's a toughie. Man, is it a toughie. I, I honestly, I, I'm a little biased here. But I do feel like as an alternative to going to school, I think the best thing you can do is try to get your kids to do trades. And I, I mean that as in like yeah. if you work any kind of job where your kid can basically be take yourself to work day, whether it's, you know, like me, I'd be on the farm if I was a kid and there was a there was a strike or maybe you can go, you know, help help your dad or mom shovel snow or do something like that, at least, you know, learn the other side of things that they don't really teach you in school. I know that's pretty much impossible when you have to go to work, but. There is some great money and opportunity in, in the trades there. And given the fact that the government is is looking to build about a million and a half homes in relative short order just for uh, immigration, which uh, I support. That's I mean, the country was built on the backs of immigrants. I mean, we all in a roundabout way, depending on when it oh, yeah, when they arrive. But that's how our families all ended up here. It's it's an absolute must it, it, because technology will still lean in to the trades, but you'll still need hammers and nails and hands and bodies and humans to do those jobs. Yep. So absolutely, don't don't cut that out. I had talked to one of my dear friends who is a plumber. He had worked for many years um, working at Ford in St. Thomas, building essentially the, the police cars, right? The Crown Vicks. Fords. Forts. Forts. Yep. And he was, I think, 12 or 13 years, just a line guy, you know, good wage, and got noticed that they were shutting down the plants, got the six-month notice, got the check, got the voucher for the vehicle, and it was a little bit of what the hell am I going to do? At first it was, I'll just find another factory job. And then it went, I don't want a ceiling. I don't want a ceiling on my hourly rate. Yep. And I want a little more freedom. I had to go through three or four years of, because there's uh, some work involved in getting your tickets and, and uh, the apprenticeship program. But basically now can just name his price. And sometimes they'll name their price going like, we don't want this job. It's either not big enough for us and. I, and people, because they can't get someone, will go, yep, sure, I'll pay it. I'll pay it. 
there are a few jobs you have that opportunity to do that, to just essentially name your price. At a restaurant, you can't just go, hey, uh, for you, the lasagna is $42. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Seriously, (laughs) it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have that flexibility. So, yeah, don't crap on the trades. They are an absolute necessity for the province. I don't even mean like trades as a career either. I just mean like, you know, if you can't teach your kids the uh, book smart life skills while they're off school, if you can, maybe you can go and teach them the other life life skills that they're going to have to know and figure out anyway, you know, how do you, you know, (laughs) children's version. I remember when we were a very young age, actually, our school let us nail and make a wooden picture frame, which under supervision. But I remember like that, that was fun. That slapped. That was, that was a great day. Well, Look at TikTok now. Look at the (laughs) amount of DIYers and they... I love people and their ingenuity to go, oh, like, hey, you can buy this cheap cabinet and you can do this and this and, and just put on some cheap trim and look at how awesome it looks. That I have learned so much by way of TikTok. So much. And a lot of yep. those people are just, you know, they're self-taught and man, oh, man, does, oh, geez, look at this headline. Sorry, I got real distracted. <laughs> are you twittering while you're talking? No, it just oh. popped. It did the auto update. Ah. So, hey, so you know how we talked about um, kind of the, the crumbling healthcare system and the, we need to put some more money in there so we can open up beds? So the health minister announced $182 million this year for critical upgrades and repairs at 131 hospitals. So a sliver over a million bucks. That won't even get you a coat of paint. Nope. That's disappointing. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Just popped popped in my head. Um, Holidays. So the baking. Can I give you the baking update? I can't remember. Was it last podcast? Yeah. So we did our first test batch. And it did get messed up because Laura wasn't here yesterday. You did Monday, Tuesday in, in London. So for next week, you will have some pretty damn good chocolate yes. chunk cookies. Nice. Do I have to spend the $4 and buy you each a Christmas tin or are you okay with just a Ziploc container? I'll take the Zippy. Oh, yeah, for sure. You mm-hmm. I don't care about the packaging. It's Because I'll put more chocolate yeah. chunks into the cookies and I've yeah. got a budget. No, yeah. So it's decorative I tin. I would take chunks over chunks, tin. tin. Yep, okay, fair. <laughs> chunks over tin. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, red cup season today for anybody who's out. Maybe you've snagged that Starbucks red cup already. I don't think I have any of those Starbucks. Uh, I, I'm i not confident I've ever actually had a Starbucks beverage. The only time I recall <laughs> going is when you and I went to test out like the unicorn poo, whatever thing it was. Oh, yeah. And we ended up throwing mm-hmm. it all over the station vehicle. <laughs> I don't, I've never been through a drive through Really? I've probably never stepped inside one. I'm not sure. So the answer is no, I do not have I, a red cup. <laughs> listen, to each their own. And if you like premium coffee, you get that's your, your bag. And then love that for you. But you have to try their uh, bacon and Gruyere cheese egg bites. Oh, those I've had, but that's because of you. Those are so <laughs> yeah. good. I so have brought good. those in for mm. Benny, yeah. Because, yeah, on the, to the old station, the the route was it'd be, hey, I'm, I'm three minutes late. I might as well make it five or six. I'm just going to wheel in the uh, the drive-thru, <laughs> get Benny uh, some uh, bacon and Gruyere egg bites, and, and we'd have ourselves a nice little pre-show snack. Do you got a toothache over there? What's going on? I... I got a knot in my jaw sometime between when we started recording this podcast and and now. I don't know what's going on. It feels like I it feel there was a lump in the left side of my jaw. Uh oh, that's not good. Yeah, it feels that's weird. Anyway, oh. Google, let's Sorry. go. Hey, do you want to Google it? Like, there's nothing on on my right side, <laughs> and there's a lump on my left. Yeah, sure, Google it. Let's hit up uh, Daria too. 
Lump and jaw muscle. Like, speaking of food, I wonder if it's just because I wouldn't stop eating this morning. You either have a jaw tumor or a jaw cyst. Oh, great. Did you WebMD it? Sure did. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Doesn't feel good. You could have an allergic reaction or possibly an infection. Do you have any difficulty eating or swallowing? Do you, do you have any Not yet. mobility issues in your jaw? Are they, is Yes. It, is it painful it feels tight. or painless? Painful, painless. It's painful. It's painful. Uh-oh, next tab. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, well, you could, you might have just hit a trigger point. You could have just literally locked your jaw. Yeah, I don't know. It feels weird. I've, it feels like I have less mobility in my jaw, and it does feel like there was a lump in the... Could Back be. left side of my jaw. From an abscess tooth to allergies to a lymph node to a fibroma. So it's uh, one of 74 things. So we're going to stop wonder, that. I wonder if it's the dreaded gingivitis. <gasps> I'm just kidding. But How dare be. you? Oh, gingivitis. Not, not gingivitis. gingivitis. Oh, okay. <laughs> that whole work too much work Ooh. with Ben. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we have to jump on. Uh, we've got a Zoom for some holiday plans. All show yeah. related and beneficial yeah. to our, our friends and dear listeners here on uh, Virgin Radio. So we're excited for that. That'll be great Zoom calls. Great. Oh, Zooms. I love Zooms. Um, yeah. Anything else to touch on that uh, that I didn't kind of pull off the bullet list here? No, I, I think that's oh. it. You two have fun doing that Zoom call for me. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll take big notes. Uh, just a PSA here. During the podcast, I got a notice on my phone that the Ontario Education Minister has sent me an installment ranging from 200 to $250 to oh. help out households in need of a little aid due to the past two years of disrupted learning. Reply Y to deposit. That's a scam. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh, I already got that. I thought it was a real thing for a second. I was like, they're doing it again? Well, that exists, but that's the thing, is you do not get a text saying, reply Y to deposit. Those scammers. Ooh, I got okay. a call on my uh, my like Bluetooth in the car yesterday when the kids were in the back of uh, the car, and it was uh, a charge for an iPhone 14 Pro Max has been added to your uh, your Visa, and here's the number. Like I just I clicked off at that point, and... The kids are like, did you buy a new phone? And I'm like, no, for one thing. For another thing, I'm pretty sure the credit card company, if they're going to contact me, they're not going to tell me specifically what the item is. They'll say there was a charge for so-and-so. Yep, and they'll ask if, you a few yeah, questions. If it's a scam alert, but they're not like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you got the red iPhone Max Pro 15, blah, blah, blah sort of thing. And then so is a nice early learning uh, opportunity for the kids to learn all about phone scams. Oh, See, Cute. Education comes in all forms right. and yeah. shapes. Who needs that schools? Comes, <laughs> that's, uh, well, you know, it's really ironic considering you got scammed by our own security team. So Yes, I told fun. them about that. Oh, zing. <laughs> that was such a good one. Oh. So, so great. And then Ben had to do what? You had to do a co- like one online I had class? I like eight hours of online. How did I get call scammed? It? Yeah, yeah. Priceless. Yeah. Um, okay, that's it. Uh, it was a very much a long goodbye. Uh, we appreciate you so very much. Thanks for listening as always, and much love, and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. JLB Mornings. Weekdays 6 to 10 on Virgin Radio. And on demand anytime on the iHeartRadio app. And for more on the show, visit virginradio.ca.